It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the Wizards getting the W. They're getting the win column. I mean, now, if you buy, I mean, hey, a win is a win. It was ugly. It was rough. But, I mean, we'll, we'll take it, man. It's better than taking an L. So, let's get right into it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? D and Ed back at you guys with another Locked On Wizards episode after Wizards dub. First of all, guys, I want to thank you all for making Locked On Wizards your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Well, Ed, they got it done. I know you said in the last episode you wouldn't have been surprised if the Wizards lost this game. And it almost came to pass. It almost came to pass. I said my bold prediction that they will win by 10 plus. At one point, it looked like, you know, hey, they probably wouldn't win by 10 plus. But as we've seen, that was too good to be true. So what's some main takeaways you got? What's your your thoughts? So I did hit on the bold prediction. Six guys in double figures. I said six or seven. So I guess I wasn't super specific, but I'll take the six. So uh, Kuz was in double figures with 26. Kuz, shout out to Kuz for hitting the game winner um, in his hometown and waving goodbye. You know, he was he was being, you know, he was he was definitely being very energetic. And, you know, since he was back in Detroit, he was he, he was he was chirping with the fans a lot during the game. Spencer Dinwiddie had 12. He had a quiet 12, which is kind of the way he's been the last couple of games. I still didn't like um that he was not as aggressive as, you know, we bought, we've signed him to be aggressive. He just hasn't been aggressive the past couple games. I don't know if it's the knee or what's really going on. Bradley Bill had 25, but that, that backcourt violation was just awful. And, you know, I'm not going to get into the contract on this episode, but, you know, on, on Wizards Twitter, he had the interview with Chris Haynes. Um, and I saw a little bit. I know you probably saw the interview. Everybody saw the interview. Who's a, who's a Wizards fan on social media today. And plays like that is why, you know, people are skeptical on giving him the uh, contract that he's eligible to get at the end of the year. But like I said, I'm not going to get too much into that, but plays like that. And then he turned the ball over again in the fourth quarter. I feel like he had another turnover in overtime as well, but he did hit some big shots. He had the step back jumper in overtime. He had a step back jumper in the fourth as well. He got to the free throw line in overtime to uh, give us a three point lead. So um, Bradley, Billy, he, he just, he cannot constantly turn the ball over in the last two minutes in overtime. It's just, it's a habit. That's what it is. It's a habit. It's something that we know is coming. We're not surprised about it happening. It's something that we know is going to happen. It happens almost every game. There's a turnover. The inbounds play, I didn't really like it either, where we first had to call a timeout on the first inbounds with Dinwiddie inbound the ball, and then we got it. Then after the inbounds, uh, we threw it to Bradley Bill in the corner. I thought that was a terrible play call. 
Um, I don't know if it was all on West Unsell Jr., but the inbounds plays have been a problem this whole season. Um, and I'm not going to celebrate this win. It is what it is. I'm, it was an ugly win. We needed this win after coming off a three-game skid. But I'm not celebrating at all. You know, I don't even know if I'll put up the dub. I think I already put the dub up in the beginning, but you know, I don't even know I could put the dub up on this win. Um, Cole Pope, he came out guns a blazing in that fourth, that third quarter. He came out guns a blazing. I had like 11 straight points. He had 13 points, and I feel like all his points came in that that third quarter stretch, uh, right after halftime. Denny, Denny played well in the first half, and then he didn't get a lot of playing time in the second half. But he he looked really good in that first half. I like what he did. He was aggressive and um, was going to the basket. Made made two threes. Uh, how Neto gave some energy off the bench to 10 points. But um, this is a team where you're really supposed to beat them by at least 10, at least 10 points. Like you said, your bold prediction. This is a team we really should have put away. Kate Cunningham got to the basket very easily. Once again, the pick and roll defense was not great. He he was getting to the bucket and we were switching. We were putting um, Gafford on him. And of course, he's just going to take Gafford to the basket almost every time. Jeremy Grant, I did not like that foul call at the end where I think he, he flopped and fell back. I thought that was debatable. Now we did challenge one of them where KCP slapped the ball down. That was that was a successful challenge. That's something that I did not like uh, towards the end. But um, looking at looking at the key stats, we out rebounded them forty five to thirty seven points in the paint. We got a lot of points in the paint with fifty two to their thirty eight. So we improved on that. We got back to our bread and butter with scoring in the paint. Um, I thought we moved the ball a little bit better, but we still need to run. We still need to push. Um, fast break points. We had two fast break points. We're, we're just not even trying to run. We're just not even trying to do it. When I, when I know we're capable of doing that. Um, but I love Kuzma's energy. Uh, he got a couple of offensive rebounds. I love Gaff's energy. And uh, we, we showed some life. We were down by 10 at one point. And I was like, oh, here we go again. Because uh, we, were, we were down by 10 in that first half. It just it looks similar to some of the other games. But we woke up and uh, we started to play hard. And, and, and we got some buckets to go down. Um, but yeah, once again, this is this is not a win where I'm just pumping my chest at all. This is this is not a, a celebratory win. But we're 15 and 11 on the bright side, and um, we 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 got some, we got some things that we got to work out. But I'm I'm happy to see that Kuz has some confidence tonight because we're better when Kuz is good. I'll say that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure a lot of Wizards fans are going to look at this game. Yes, it's a win, and you're always happy you get a win, but. Man, it was a struggle. It was a struggle. The Wizards should have been put the Pistons away. They went on that run. It was like six minutes left in the fourth quarter. They were up by a good amount. Um, I don't know if it was six points or not, but they were up in that fourth quarter with like six minutes left. And I'm trying to look it up now. The Wizards were up, yeah, 103 to 90 with six minutes and 40 seconds, um, 40 seconds left. And the Pistons just went on a run. And the Wizards were just struggling to score. And next thing you know, the Pistons are tying the game up. And it's going into OT. That can't happen. And it happens so many times. The Wizards the Wizards go on so many just dry spells where they can't buy a bucket. It'll be like five minutes, six minutes without the Wizards scoring a basket. It happens too many times. I mean, you're lucky it was the Pistons tonight. Because if this was the Jazz, like it's going to be in the next game, you can wrap it up. You can really wrap it up, especially with the three-point defense that was shown today. I mean, look at that Frank Jackson. I mean, five for seven from the three was killing him. I mean, Jeremy Grant, two for two. Sadiq Bey, two for four. Diallo, two for three. I mean, the Pistons are one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league, and they shot 54% from the three. 
So, I mean, as far as the defense, I wasn't impressed with the defense. They gave up 47% from the field and 54% from the three. I mean, the the Pistons were getting to the free throw line almost at will. Now you can blame someone out on the ref and some questionable calls. But, I mean, you look at Jeremy Grant. The Wizards have an issue guarding fours. Jeremy Grant dropped 28. Sabonis dropped 30 or 31. Um, Siakam dropped 30. And all of them got to the free throw line a lot. The Wizards have an issue guarding a four currently. I don't know what it is, but they got to figure it out. I mean, I'm happy with team one, but <laughs> we're talking about a team that has four wins, a young rebuilding team that has four wins on a nine-game losing streak, and it came down to the wire like this after you were up with six minutes left. I mean, sheesh, it's tough to like really, you know, it's nothing to really pump your chest about, like you said, you know, honestly, because this is a game that you should have won. And not in OT, but Bradley Bill, the late game thing, the the backcourt, it was just inexcusable. I mean, inexcusable. Is you got to know where you are on the court, and the double team's coming. You know the double team's going to be coming, and you can't step on the you know half court mind. That just can't happen. Right, Spencer Dinwiddie, just not aggressive. I mean, I don't. That's not what he got paid to do to not be aggressive, etc. You still want better production out of him. Kyle Pope went off in that third quarter. Daniel Gafford with the blocks, crazy. I mean, the Wizards are just better defensively with him there. You know, those blocks are important, you know, having him there for those blocks. And then Denny, he was hot in that first half, like you said, but, you know, kind of just fizzled out in that second half. And you could say it's to play in time, et cetera, but, Trez was interesting because Trez, I don't think, did Trez get in in that second half? Uh, he had 18 minutes altogether. I was going to bring him up, too, on the next segment. But, um, no, you, you you definitely hit something there with Trez. I'm looking at the box scores, too, and, and that's not the typical Trez minutes that we usually see. Yeah, so, I mean, before we get into all that, guys, I mean, and we get into Trez and his minutes and that whole situation, was which was a little odd to me, and guys like Anthony Gill getting – some minutes in, doing a little bit of work. Um, we do have a message from our friends over at Truebill. Is your ex still using your Netflix? That's what one woman found out after she downloaded Truebill, which finds and cancels subscriptions with just a tap. Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users that help them save over $100 million. Like Matthew who says in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my DirecTV bill, saved $120 for the year on my Cyrus XM bill, and saved $840 a year on car insurance. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Trubo.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, Trubo.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Trubo.com slash LockedOnNBA. We also have a message from our friends over at Spotify. In case you don't know, Shopify 
is a complete commerce platform that lets you start, grow, and manage a business. The subscription-based software allows anyone to set up an online store and sell their products. Shopify store owners can also sell in physical locations using Shopify, POS, our point-of-sale app, and accompanying hardware. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business so upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortless stay informed. Effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility, and Shopify helps you make your entrepreneurial dreams come true. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses from first sale to full scale, reaching customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. It allows you to gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is a possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash locked on MBA, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash locked on MBA right now. Shopify.com slash locked on MBA. So, Ed, I don't know if you want to start off with Trez because that was interesting. You know, he had the 18 minutes. I know he was in foul trouble, but he only... Ended the game with three fouls. I don't know if if West didn't like what he was doing defensively or, you know, he just felt like he was off or if he was hurt. Maybe we'll see some in the postgame comments. I mean, what was your your thoughts on that? Yeah, he might get on Twitter and say something. You know, he's very vocal. He's, you know, he, he, you know, he wears his emotions on his sleeve. So he's a very vocal guy. So we might see something on Twitter. But um, there was a screen. I want to say it was Josh Jackson for the Pistons. It was a screen and roll, and he, Josh Jackson had an easy uh, jumper, and Trez didn't step up. And now some of his deficiencies that we have heard in the past, I bring up all the time with the Lakers and the Clippers, the reasons why he didn't get a lot of playing time in the playoffs or in the fourth quarter is because of some of that pick up pick and roll defense. He has to step up there. That's one thing that I can see clearly. Um, but Gafford was playing really well. So, I mean, sometimes it's like either or. You know, West doesn't really play both where I think the one time where you could have played both bigs at the same time was that Cleveland game where we were just getting roasted in the paint. But um, right now, like I said, with, with the rotation, it's either one or the other. And right now, Gaff had the hot hand. You just can't put Gaff on a bench if he's blocking guys six times because he's the one who's given us a pro, um, defensive post presence. Mm-hmm. And Trez is not a defensive-minded big where Gafford is – he's he's a legitimate shot blocker. I think Gafford is a top ten or top five shot blocker in this league right now, and I don't think that's much of a debate. Um, but six blocks is incredible. Seven points, ten boards. He, he got rewarded, and I think Gafford definitely should have played, especially with that sprained ankle. That it would look pretty bad on on the replay of the sprained ankle that he had. Um, and Gafford finished with twenty seven minutes. So, um, you know, and he was finishing around the rim. Didn't have a lot of points, but uh, Trez, Trez played with energy. I didn't think he did anything wrong offensively, but yeah, like like I said, defensively. And Anthony Gill getting minutes too. That might have cut into um, Trez's playing time a little bit. I, I like what I saw from Anthony Gill. I mean, he's not gonna do a flashy play. He's not going to cross anybody up. He's not going to dunk on anybody, but he did the dirty work today at four points, two boards, two fouls. I mean, he came in there and made an impact. He gave some energy and there's been some games where we haven't seen any energy, energy from anybody. The Cavs lost, the Raptors lost and the 
the Pacers lost. We saw zero energy, but Anthony Gill came in tonight and gave uh, a good eight minutes. So I'm happy to see that from him. So um, Aaron Holiday only had four minutes tonight, too. He had a terrible turnover where it was um, a cross-court pass. And I want to say um, it was either Killian Hayes or Kate Cunningham had an easy dunk. And I like Aaron Holiday, but that was a terrible turnover. So that might, that might be why he – didn't get a lot of playing time tonight, but um, Dinwiddie got 35 minutes tonight. So the, the starters played a lot. I know there was overtime too, so that inflated the minutes. But um, I know I went on a tangent with the playing time. But yeah, that is interesting about Trez. We'll see. Um, the Jazz they got Rudy Gobert, so that's going to be an interesting matchup. So uh, I'm intrigued to see if Trez. I mean, he's not going to get just 18 minutes. I think he'll get more playing time because the Jazz. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see that going forward, and that brings up more intrigue with Thomas Bryant when he comes back. Somebody's going to be the odd man out because, like I said, West does not play. It's not going to be like last year with Robin Lopez getting 20 minutes and then Gaff gets 20 minutes and then uh, Alex Lynn gets 15. It's not going to be like that this year. Somebody's going to be somebody's going to be upset with their playing time. So that, that, that's a preview for that. Yeah, I, I agree. Now, Montrezl Harrell at the beginning of the season, I mean, he was playing like a madman. He was playing out of his mind, and now he's come back down to earth. And, you know, the defensive issues, you know, with the pick and roll, not stepping up, et cetera, you know, you see it. It's definitely there. When Daniel Gafford's not in the game and Harrell's in the game or DG's in foul trouble early or he's not playing and Trez is starting, you see the the lack of presence down there. I mean, it's hard to replace a guy who's getting six blocks in a game. You notice that. So, I mean, I don't know what it was specifically tonight. Maybe Wes was just, you know, feeling like Gil should get a little bit more. He was out there trying to get rebounds, et cetera, hustling, bringing a lot of energy. I'm not sure. You know, maybe we'll we'll see about it, like I said, in the post-game comments, et cetera. But that was interesting to see, definitely. Um because I thought at one point I was like maybe he's hurt or he's laboring or something, but I didn't see anything. So I mean we'll see with that. But Davies Bertans, eleven minutes, six points. Seems like he only had one shot, but he had three free throws. It seems like his minutes are you know going down there a little bit too. Corey Kispert didn't play today, but I think Bertans is West on sale sees it too. You know he has to continue to play. And if he doesn't, I do think Corey Kispert has an opportunity to usurp some of those minutes. So Davies Bertans, uh, his minutes have been dropping. His minutes have been dropping. Yeah, he actually and, played a little bit better today. I'll give him that. Yeah, he played yeah, a little bit yeah, better. Yeah, he did. Um, <laughs> and maybe that's the key. Pay him, play him eleven minutes, maybe fifteen <laughs> minutes. Don't over, you know, don't over expose him, etc. Just put him in there for a little period of time. He hit a couple threes, take him out. Maybe that's the key for him. Who knows? But uh, I think all in all, man, it was a tough game. Shouldn't have been that tough, in my opinion. But you got to win. You get back in the W column, and you need it to because we know what the schedule is looking up, and we know who they got next coming up. So, I mean, before we get into player of the game, X Factor, just put jazz in general and how that all is going to work out. Uh, we do have a message from our friends over at Stance, eh? Yeah, this episode is brought to you by Stance, founded in 2009. Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel with a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity. 
Stance brings a typical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. What are your favorite designs? Um, they got designs and collaborations with Wu-Tang Clan, Batman, The Goonies, Star Wars, The Office, Harry Potter, Disney, Marvel, Bob Marley, MLB, and also the NBA and even Pixar. It's very soft and very comfortable. Um, it, it's very clutch as well. You know, it's getting warm outside. So, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i sorry. You know, it's getting cold outside. So, it, you definitely got to put some stance joggers on and a nice hoodie. So, stance, they believe that the perfect matters, perfect fit matters more than fitting in that those who feel good do good. Just go to yourself, register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Use promo code locked on at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a lifeless ordinary with stance. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yep. So, D, who was your player of the game, the X Factor? We'll probably do the Jazz um, preview tomorrow. We got a special guest in Chase Hughes, so we'll probably break that down tomorrow. But we'll just finish up with the player of the game and the X Factor. Who was your player of the game and the X Factor? Player of the game. I say Daniel Gaffer, man. I give him some love. Six blocks is a lot of blocks. You know, he didn't put up big numbers. He only got four shot attempts, seven points, but 10 rebounds. He had 10 rebounds. But I think those six blocks, man, his presence in the paint is so big for this team. And I want to give it more recognition, especially for what we see when he's not playing. And when he's fouling out, I mean, when he's fouling, it has two, three fouls early in the first half. And we see how big of a difference it is interior-wise when he's not out there. And you see it, you know. Now, I'm not saying he's Rudy Gobert, etc., but he's very effective down there. He's very effective. And I want to I wanna continue to bring light to that. So, DG, I say, is my player of the game, man. Six blocks is big. Not a lot of not a lot of bigs can do that. You know, that's not easy to do. Or else everybody, every big will be doing it. My X Factor, I would say, I give it to Kuz. Um, yeah, the corner three, game winner, corner three. Just chatting it up with somebody in the crowd, <laughs> waving goodbye. Now I know some people probably Wizards fans probably wouldn't like that because it's like you beat the Pistons, is <laughs> barely anybody in the arena. I mean <laughs> You, you you waving goodbye to a crowd over a four win team, you know. So, but you know, if that's what he he liked to do to get him hype, that's what he liked to do to get him hype. But I mean, he had a I think he had a good game today. He was he helped the Wizards out a lot, man, offensively a lot. So I say Kuz X Factor. Definitely, I got Kuz. You know, he had Kuz control and uh, waving goodbye. He did the same thing in Cleveland too, <laughs> and um, I I got him. As my player, I got him as my player. 
and I got uh, Gafford as the <laughs> X Factor. Yeah, um, I mean that sounds good to me. Shoot, Kyle Kuzma. Maybe it's something about that that corner man. That corner three in the clutch. He he hits that. He hits that. Um, Kuzma in the clutch has has been a thing this year. He's hit mm-hmm. multiple clutch shots, multiple clutch threes. I mean, I, I love to see it from him. You know, in his, yeah. In the United time Kuzma do something. It's going to be, you know, a Wizards <laughs> won the trade or LeBron was holding them back or something like that and all that jazz. Be, but but definitely, yeah, Kuz, yeah, Kuz hit four threes, six for seven from the free throw line, was a plus two. Denny was a plus 14, and I, I got to give him some credit. But X-Factor definitely was was Gaff for me. Seven points, ten boards, six blocks, control in the paint. Um, I love when Gaff plays I like that with energy. Like I said, when the sprained ankle came back and, 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 and played hard, it was a rim protector for us. And um, once again, Kuz, 26.7 boards, hit a couple offensive rebounds, and uh, he provided some energy. And he's been playing that point forward, too. He's one of the few guys that want to push the ball. So I love the energy that he's bringing. I just want to see more consistency from Kuzma. But uh, he, he stepped up and made some big plays when we needed him to. And when he's talking to the crowd, <laughs> that's when he's at his best. So I, I love what I saw from Kuz. Kuz. Kuz are the player of the game, once again, for me. Yeah, 100%. And like Ed said, guys, next episode, we're going to get into the Jazz preview. We got a special guest. We got Chase Hughes coming on, NBC Sports Washington reporter, Wizards reporter. So that'll be definitely a fun episode. So make sure you guys are tuned in tomorrow for that. But once again, guys, thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen each and every day. Now for your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, and I, should we end it off with a dub? I mean, is this is this one of those things? I mean, what what you want to do? It's up to you, eh? You think you know, this is uh, deserving of ending it off with a dub, or how you? You know, not today. I'm not sorry, today, man. Not today. I, Even though we I are 15 to 11, we're 15 to 11. We're the four seed in the East, so it's not all the end. The world is not ending. From what we saw earlier today on Wizards, when Wizards Twitter is like the world was ending today before the game even started. But yeah. No, no dub for today. We'll we'll save it for the Jazz. If we beat the Jazz, they definitely get a dub. Yeah, if they beat the Jazz, they get me. We will end it <laughs> off with a dub. But tonight, the Wizards win. You know, overtime, we'll take it. A win is yeah, a win. We'll say that. A win right. is a win. But that's all we got for you guys today. All right, you guys. Hail to the Wizards. Have a good one. Make sure you guys subscribe on YouTube and um, Chase Hughes from NBC Sports Washington. It should be fun tomorrow. You guys have a good night. Peace. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.